0: In this bulletin, an agreement has been signed to help close the Indigenous health gap. Current Australian of the Year local hero to circumnavigate Australia in support of the Indigenous voice to parliament. And Prime Minister Anthony Albanese ruled out the Commonwealth negotiating a treaty in this term if the voice to parliament referendum succeeds. Prime Minister Anthony Albanese has ruled out the Commonwealth negotiating a treaty in this term of parliament if the Indigenous Voice to Parliament referendum succeeds. After winning last year's federal election, the Prime Minister committed to implementing the Uluru Statement from the Heart in full, which calls for a voice first, followed by treaty and then truth. Asked if he would move to draw up a treaty in this term, should the voice pass, Mr Albanese told the ABC there were states and territories already involved in that process. A treaty is currently being negotiated in Queensland with legislation that was passed by the LNP and the Labor Party, by the way, with bipartisan support from Peter Dutton's LNP in Victoria and in the Northern Territory. So those processes uh, are, are occurring. It's like saying, do you, do you support the sun coming up? It's occurring. The Australian Indigenous Doctors' Association and Australian Medical Association have signed an agreement designed to help close the Indigenous health gap. The Memorandum of Understanding between the doctors' groups will address racism and discrimination by ensuring cultural safety for Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander staff and patients. The two groups will also work to create new career opportunities for Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander doctors by promoting their success, growth and excellence. First Nations people currently only make up 0.3% of the doctor workforce in Australia. The current Australian of the Year local hero, Amar Singh, will circumnavigate Australia in an effort to urge those from diverse ethnic, religious and cultural backgrounds to support an Indigenous voice to Parliament. Mr Singh, the Turbans for Australia founder, will spend two months completing the journey. He says the voice is too big of an opportunity to miss out on and he wants all Australians, regardless of their backgrounds, to get on board. Mr Singh will be joined for the first leg of the journey by Sydney's first Indigenous Councillor Yvonne Weldon, who will act as co-driver. His journey can be followed and supported online, with those looking to host or connect with Mr Singh urged to make contact. The New South Wales Greens Party and the Nature Conservation Council of New South Wales are calling on the Minns Government to immediately stop the industrial logging of koala habitats on the mid-north coast of the state. Earlier this year, the state government committed $80 million to establishing what it calls the Great Koala National Park to help protect the local endangered koala population. However, on Monday, the state-owned Forestry Corporation began logging efforts in the Nuri State Forest, which holds significant koala population and falls within the proposed national park. Sue Higginson MP, the New South Wales Green spokesperson for the environment, told NITV she will be calling on the MINS Government in Parliament today to stop the logging. What we need to see right now is the government to take responsibility, show leadership and stop logging this precious public native forest and all of the forests that make up the Great Koala National Park. I will be bringing forward a notice of motion in the parliament, asking and calling on the government and the House to see the end of logging of the Newry State Forest and the other state forests that make up the Great Koala National Park. Former United States President Donald Trump is facing criminal charges for a third time in four months in relation to efforts to overturn his 2022 presidential election defeat. The four-count indictment alleges Mr Trump conspired to defraud the U.S. by preventing Congress from certifying President Joe Biden's victory and to deprive voters of their right to a fair election. He has been ordered to appear before a federal magistrate judge in Washington this week. Department of Justice Special Counsel Jack Smith says the Department has remained committed to ensuring accountability for those criminally responsible for the January 6th riots. The attack on our nation's capital on January 6th, 2021, was an unprecedented assault on the seat of American democracy. As described in the indictment, it was fueled by lies. Lies by the defendant targeted at obstructing a bedrock function of the U.S. government, the nation's process of collecting, counting and certifying the results of the presidential election. The Trump campaign says he has always followed the law and it has characterised the indictment as a political persecution reminiscent of Nazi Germany. Housing Minister Julie Collins has reintroduced the $10 billion Housing Australia Future Fund to the Lower House of Parliament. The government's centrepiece housing policy to deliver 30,000 social and affordable housing in five years was stalled and blocked by the Greens and Coalition in the Senate for months. The Coalition has said it will not support the bill, while the Greens are still open to negotiations and are asking for a rent freeze or rent increase cap. If the bill is blocked a second time, it will provide the government with a double dissolution trigger to send voters to the polls early. Ms Collins says the most vulnerable Australians need these homes to be built. Vulnerable Australians need the thousands of homes that the Housing Australia Future Fund will deliver. That is why today I am reintroducing the Housing Australia Future Fund Bill 2023 and related bills into the House of Representatives. When I stood in this place many months ago to first introduce these bills, I said the Housing Australia Future Fund will be the start of an enduring promise from the Australian Government that more Australians will have a safe, affordable place to call home. A new report has revealed migrant workers would be better protected from underpayment, exploitation and unsafe conditions under a legislation being put forward by unions, lawyers and human rights groups. The harrowing experiences of several workers have been revealed in the report released by Immigration Minister Andrew Giles. Mr Giles has previously committed to introducing laws to penalise employers preying on vulnerable migrant workers. Unions, lawyers and migrant groups are calling for the introduction of an exploited worker guarantee, allowing employees to report bosses for unfair actions without fear of retaliation a special commission of inquiry investigating unsolved suspected hate crime deaths of LGBTIQ people in New South Wales has been extended. The state government has announced the inquiry will have extra time to deliver its report, which will now be due on August 30. The extension was required given the volume of work being undertaken by the inquiry after receiving and reviewing over 120,000 documents. Victoria's workplace safety watchdog has revealed it terminated 37 fraudulent claims during the 2022-23 financial year. WorkSafe says the claims had a combined projected lifetime cost to the workers' compensation scheme of over $20 million. WorkSafe Insurance Executive Director Roger Arnold says he's proud of the work being done by WorkSafe in identifying and persecuting those rotting the system. The vast majority of injured workers absolutely do the right thing, but there's always a shifty few who think they'll get away with breaking the law. Advances in technology are making it easy to identify fraudsters. However, one of the best sources of information are people who are disgusted with illegal behaviour. Often it's a friend, a family member or a colleague who provides us with information. A new report on foreign interference claims social media apps, TikTok and WeChat, could become the biggest threat to Australia's national security. The apps are owned by Chinese conglomerates, ByteDance and Tencent, which could make them difficult to regulate. The committee that fields the report has submitted 17 recommendations, including the introduction of new transparency requirements for all social media platforms, with those who fail to comply facing a nationwide ban. The use of TikTok has been banned on all government-issued devices to remove the risk of espionage. The creators of the app have repeatedly denied any wrongdoing. And in netball, England has cruised to an 89 28 victory over Fiji to qualify for the semi finals of the Netball World Cup, with one Group F game remaining. The Vitality Roses will go into their final group game versus Australia safely in the last four, although the result against one of the tournament favourites will determine who they will face out of New Zealand, Jamaica, or South Africa. England head coach Jess Thrillby has praised her squad. We were pretty purposeful today. You know, there's, there's hours poured into like lineups and combinations, understanding how they're journeying through the tournament. So I think we definitely got out what we needed today to help inform where we start and, and also what that journey through the Australia game may look like. The fact that we're playing all 12 tells you how confident I am in everyone's ability to come on and impact. And I thought you saw again the likes of Liv Cheen coming on. She's grown in confidence every game here. And there, there lies the value of trusting in your whole 12. And now a look at today's weather. Perth, rain 18... Adelaide, sunny 20. Melbourne, partly cloudy 17. Hobart, mostly sunny 16. Aubrey-Wodonga, also mostly sunny and 17. Canberra, partly cloudy 18. Wollongong, a shower or two 19. Sydney, partly cloudy 20. Newcastle, also partly cloudy 21. Brisbane, a possible shower 23. Townsville, a shower or two 26. Cairns, much the same, 27. Alice Springs, sunny 26, Darwin, sunny 33, and the Torres Strait Islands, also sunny and 31. And that is NITV Radio News.